G'day everyone, and welcome to Fathers Unfiltered. This time around, I'm chatting with Sean, who's loving life with his two little boys. Sean has a three-year-old called Rory, and a year ago they welcomed their second edition, Liam. So what's it like raising two compared to one? Does it get easier the second time round? Let's find out. G'day mate, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks Kurt, thanks for having me. My in, pleasure. In my office. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me in. Um, so look, I'm with Sean McCauley today. Sean's the father of two boys, uh, three-year-old Rory and a one-year-old Liam. How are you finding the, uh, the new edition? Uh, it's been interesting. No one really tells you that the second one makes a massive difference. I think we thought we, we knew what we were doing with one and so the second was going to be easy, but... Uh, it was challenging there. <laughs> yeah, really. I was going to get onto that. Actually, I would have yeah. thought it'd get easier with the with the second one. You think, well, you've got the knowledge now. It should should just be a breeze, huh? That's what we thought. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no the the chapter in the uh, in the textbook wasn't there, so uh, it was just that extra pair of hands, right? So you've got the first one running around at three, so literally running around, um, and the first one you've got to kind of always have a pair of hands on the first one and a pair of hands on the second one, so you're both then. Fully utilized. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, well, we had, um, as I've mentioned ad nauseum on this podcast, we had twins, and it was just uh, <laughs> two is all hands on deck. It's 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 not twice as hard. It's sort of hard squared. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Mm. Mm. Um, so, is there anything you did differently the uh, the second time round? Um, that's an interesting question. I, I, we uh, I think we tried to stick as close to what we remembered from uh, Rory as much as possible, um, but two years in between, you probably forget more than you remember. So um, broadly, yes, we tried to try to do exactly the same thing we had done because Rory was actually um, really good. Um, but Liam came out almost four weeks early. Mm-hmm. So we had a few challenges there where we were in the um, uh, intensive care unit for yeah. six weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sorry, probably less than that. Sorry, probably um, three and a half weeks. Felt like six weeks of yeah. going backwards and forwards. Mm. Um, so that did challenge us a little bit. Did a little... mum come home or did she stay in the hospital? Uh, mum came home after a couple of weeks from memory. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a couple of weeks of battling backwards and forwards and then he was in there for another close to a couple of weeks on his own. Yeah, right. How many weeks did you take off um, work to help out on the home front? Um, that's a good question. I think a couple of weeks in total and then sort of flexible working around that mm. um, you know, would come in when I had to, but could be at home when I didn't have to be. And Rory was at daycare as well, so that made yeah, that made a little bit. Yeah. 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 Did Did you find um, the couple of weeks off was enough? Um, yeah, I think certainly from the first from when Rory was born, um, uh, that was quite a challenging time in my life. My mother died a couple of weeks after he was born, um, and so I took a little bit more time off then. Um, and with one, it was. It was much more. It was a, more of a spiritual experience. Is actually the way I, I think about it back then. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this time round, um, because Rory was in a routine, me being in a routine kind of helped that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, up, you know, after school, you know, would come into work for a few hours, go pick him up, um, and because Liam was in hospital, mm. I was actually doing drop off, drop off the wife, come to work. Yeah do the pickup, come back. So it kind of worked reasonably well. You got in the flow with it. Yeah, and yeah. then and then as soon as Liam was back home, well, we were just back in dropping Rory off at school and, you know, me coming to work. So it actually, would I have taken more time off? I would have loved to have more time off, but mm. I don't think I missed anything particularly by, by coming back into the regular routine. Fair enough. No, because it's something I've heard from a lot of dads, myself included. I just didn't find two weeks off was enough. Um, 
the kids are barely well in our case they weren't even home from hospital and um, you're sort of getting back into work and um, you know poor mum's trying to find a way with all of it mm. um, how did that all work at your place obviously quite smoothly from from what you're saying pretty pretty good actually yeah um, and what helped is that my mm-hmm. uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law are just there at Glebe so we were at Balmain at the time yeah um, so you had that extra pair of hands around even though they're not very hands-on mm-hmm. I must admit when they were young um, it does still an know, extra pair of hands correct yeah. yeah so so we really um, quite fortunate with that yeah great and look it's um you know it's a lot of people think it's um it's it's a burden for, for the dads to to go back to work um I don't think that's really the case I think there's a large party that really wants to stay home and be be part of the child rearing but I, I, it can lead to a resentment in some cases. Like mum can feel overwhelmed with the kids and dad straight back to work. Mm. Uh, and I, I got to admit, in, in my case, it was almost like a little reprieve because it was just so full yeah. on on Correct. the home front. Yeah. You're, you're quite glad to, to get away to work <laughs> and get out of the firing line yeah. for a while. How did you find that at home? Was there any resentment or? Um, no, I mean, and kudos to Penn. Um, mm. You know, she's fantastic. At that, and I think um, was able to compartmentalise that her, you know, she was focused on, you know, Rory or, or in this case Liam at the time, and and that was what she was focused on, mm. um, and so there wasn't, to be honest, she probably didn't want to be at work anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, she'd be happy not to work. Sure, um, sure. Although she does have career aspirations, and I think um, certainly I felt useless as well. So I think me sort of going, look, my, the best thing I can do is go back to work and. Yeah. you know, and keep things progressing because um, I am in the startup world so I can't mm. kind of disappear for six months and everything will be fine. The businesses will be dead in six months if I'm not <laughs> helping them along. So yeah. um, so I think we just resolved to ourselves that that was the way it was going to work and, and so there, therefore no resentment. And pragmatic um, enough just to, to stick to it and get on yeah, with it. Yeah, but, but I mean obviously a, a different situation where, where we had some time between. I can imagine it could have been slightly different if... Mm-hmm. If we didn't have support, and if there were two coming at once, and yeah. you know, it's kind of horses for courses, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's every, every situation's a little bit different. So, did you, for speaking of different, did you find the um, the two boys were were different in terms of, um, well, I guess, as a two 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 prong question here, as people, and in terms of the level of care that they required? Because um, some some babies are really cruisy, like um, they're just they're, they're just so easy going, and others not so much. Yeah, if I'll, I'll, you know, work with Rory first, obviously challenging as the first child, you know, you've got, I didn't read any of the books, yeah, I basically yeah, I just relied on life, on life yeah. to tell me, mm. you know, do this, do that, don't do, etc. Too many tips. Yeah, correct. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I mean, the things like the first bath and then you kind of get into a routine so it's not scary anymore. And mm. um, so I think um, the only real challenge we had with Rory was around his sleep patterns. Mm. And again, that was, you know, it's a common kind of thing yeah um and we just sought help really early on that so we where, got into where did you a, seek help um so friends of ours who had twins actually um they, they had kid number one and then went for kid number two and got twins so they went from you know one to three under three. Oh boy so they had oh, i can introduce you to them <laughs> um, <laughs> actually I think, so, there's a guy in my neighborhood who had two two uh, one boy under two and then the wife annabelle not, got knocked up with twins. Yeah. And I just saw them walking around the neighbourhood looking like death. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have two friends in, in that situation. Both had one kid, went for number two and had twins. Oh, I couldn't even see Whole life changes. Plus the dog. Correct. New, oh, new wow. house, new car, new... Anyway. Yeah. 
Um, so, in fact, um, they had had, they recommended a, she was called a sleep coach, not a sleep doctor. Mm-hmm. I think she's a real estate agent by trade. Yeah, right. Um, and she's just got this method where she, uh, I'm sure it's all the same method, but I never really look into it, um, where she focuses on the pattern of the day for the child. So mm-hmm. it's all around the last time they ate, the last time they had a nap, and she'd shift your routine within 15 minutes to try and find the perfect pattern. Okay. Um, and probably within, you know, two or three months of, of shifting the patterns to suit, mm-hmm. um, Rory was sleeping through the night. So at about 12 months. So, you know, and that's where, where he's not feeding, you know, during the night anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just life-changing oh, uh, yeah. for both of us. And Penn had then, Penn went back to work, you know, pretty much around that time. So um, that was pretty much the only thing that we had with Rory that was challenging at all. Mm-hmm. He eats fine, you know. Everything else works fine. He didn't have any fine. So yep, it's fine. Yep, yep, yep. Didn't have any any other issues at all. Um, mm-hmm. Any health related issues. He was on the small side when he was born, so both our kids are small. Mm-hmm. Penn is small, so naturally they just kind of come out small. Sure. So Rory was third percentile or something like that for height and weight when he was born. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now seventieth and fiftieth or something like that. So right, right not a problem. Caught right up. Liam, on the other hand, so when obviously Liam came out early um, and was on the small side, so he was around a third percentile as well, but he was out, you know, almost four weeks early. So mm-hmm. at that age, they don't know how to, they don't have a suck reflex, so they don't know how to feed, um, which is why they keep them in to try and teach them. Mm-hmm. Um, so different challenges with Liam. Obviously, we had a lot of backwards and forwards even when he was out. There was sort of weekly, where's he at? sort of follow-ups mm-hmm. um, and then trying to make sure that obviously he's small so you're paying a lot more attention bathing and plus the challenge of Rory running around mm-hmm. um, and just making sure the feeding is happening right because they do as you know they kind of drop off and then they sort of catch up so yeah um, I guess that it was more the stress than it was anything else around not knowing how to handle like he wasn't premature but he was sort of borderline He's right on the edge of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's more a stress than it is anything else of what do we do and how do we handle it and oh, no doubt. What, what could go wrong, you know, rather than, you know, the first one you go, well, nothing really happens, so we're all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it, it definitely preys on your mind, all that. Our kids came out really small. And look, I, I think I was reading something on one of the Facebook pages the other day about a dad who's really um, stressed out about their baby being a little bit small and all that sort of thing. But, yeah, from what you've just said and my experience as well, they really catch up. In fact, in our family, um, my sister was a big baby yep. and uh, she's lucky to be five foot now yeah, right. <laughs> and I was a small baby and I'm quite normal size and weight so um, yep. I, I, it, it almost I almost think if they come out small they're more inclined to be um, big and healthy who, who knows but you, you get totally obsessed with it I remember I couldn't walk past the chemist without putting my kids on the scales there and logging their um, their, their growth and doing little graphs and yep. seeing if, it was, yep. if there was an acceleration there and yep. the feeding I was measuring formula and milk out to the milliliter which is just ridiculous I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, the, two things that, the two things that scared me the most was um, when you're doing the formula, the you read the tin, mm-hmm. oh yeah, and the tin is so you know, do do not put more or less in because you know your kid could get dehydrated or you know it's too solid and they can't you know digest it properly and holy, yeah, yeah. you know like okay and mm-hmm. then you know do not you know must be not contaminated and must be like this and must oh. be like that. The bottle sterilisation, it was like a hospital ward. Yeah. That was ridiculous. You know, how prehistoric kids survived, I've got no idea. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the weight thing, you know, and I used, mm. to, um, I used to try and compare it to a kettlebell 
right. go, well, how close are you to that, you know, the really small kettlebell? Mm, more or less, you know, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. um, because we don't have a set of scales in the house. Yeah, weight and sleep. Um, it's obsessive. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, not a set of scales you can weigh a baby on anyway. You need like no, a set of right. fruit scales or yeah, something. Yeah, correct. To, yeah, yeah. Um, so, two boys, mate. Congratulations. Have you... Um, Thanks, have you had any thoughts about having a third crack for maybe a little girl now, just to complete the package? Um, we had always talked about three, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not disclosing anything that's not already disclosed. We had always talked about a third. Um, having two boys, um, you know, I kind of said to Penn, well, if we go for the third, I reckon the chances are it'll be another boy. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful what you wish for. Going. <laughs> um, but uh, Penn's just gone back to work for the second time and has actually just changed jobs. Right. Um, so we're now in this kind of pattern of, well, two is quite challenging. Yeah. Three is probably, I don't know, I think we'd both Stretching still love to, bit. but we're just kind of getting through this, you know, new work. She's back at work four days a week. We're just kind of finding a rhythm mm. and we'll just kind of see. Uh, I think we'd both honestly both love um, a third and a little girl. Mm-hmm. Nothing better than having two brothers looking after a little Absolutely. girl. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah, she be protected. Uh, but we'll just have to kind of see what the next six months uh, entails. Yeah, I've spoken to a few couples who have had every intention of going for uh, for three and uh, to sort of pull the, put the cue in the rack after two and thought thought, thought that'll do. Because, mm. um, yeah, it can be a bit tiring. It's a whole new dimension, three as well, you know, in terms of you know, looking at a minivan. and. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do have the seven-seater, although I'm not sure um, it would be enough room. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, we'll wait and see. Fair enough. Um, so how have all the milestones been going? You've been uh, ticking all the boxes in terms, uh, in terms of, yeah, of walking at the right time. Like the one that really stressed me out was, uh, will they walk in 12 months? Well, it stressed me out, but I was pretty keen to see them up and about after 12 months. You know, everyone says not to worry. You know, some kids walk early, some kids walk late, but um, yep. you want to see them up and about, uh, yep. yeah, hitting the solids. And I think with Rory, we probably paid a lot more attention to the milestones than we have with Liam um, because technically he's a month behind, so he's always going to be a month behind developmentally um, for a period of time. Mm, Mid-child probably. Yeah, and Mm. so um, Rory was all within, you know, Mm. as as they say, don't worry about it, you know, it's indicative, um, Mm -hmm. walking at 12 Mm -hmm. months-ish. Certainly with Rory I've found he's accelerated um, at three, so sort of, you know, he's just gone, he's pretty much taller trained himself and he just did it. We, we tried to push him into it and he was just not interested. And then just one day he goes, I'm going to go use the toilet. You don't realise what a thing that is. I mean, in your it's, case it sounded like a breeze, but it's, um, whoever thinks about potty training, it's, uh, it's something that never crosses your mind until... <laughs> until you've got to do it and you go, wow, this yeah. is really hard. I really want to take that nappy <laughs> off and deal with all the mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so we were, we were very touchwood. We were very lucky with, I think, because we've heard a lot of horror stories around... Mm. You know, all sorts of accidents. We've had, you know, a couple of minor accidents. We've just been, you can tell it's when he's happen. just, he's, yeah. you know, you occupied excited. doing something yeah. else, right? Exactly. Um, and so, other than that, I mean, he can, you know, Rory was talking, I can't actually, to be honest, remember the exact, you know, timing of, but thereabouts, um, you mm-hmm. know, when he started putting his words together and, um, it's more the acceleration I've noticed. So, mm. you know, when it was 20 words or 100 words or whatever, I, I couldn't tell you. Mm. But certainly in the last six months, it's been, you know, the counting, you know, the recognition of numbers, the being able to read things, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably rote learning, but but I'm sure that's how we all learn anyway. Yep. Um, and he's starting to put things together, like can read the time and, and things yeah, that right. you just go, how that's does... Terrific. And a lot of it's probably school, so it's stuff that we don't see all day, every day that the educators are doing. Surprise you when they come home with it. <coughs> yeah, that, yeah, that sort of thing, you know, mm. um, and, and just his attitude. 
Mm-hmm. I think when I go to Liam, um, and Rory's a very balanced kid, so he can, you know, he's quite, uh, I think he's going to be quite sporty. Like, you'll have seen him in the gym. He can hop onto something and he just, he can move. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam, um, we were a little bit worried around crawling and so forth. Um, and uh, he's sort of, same thing, has just sort of accelerated in the last couple of months. Um, and he's now pulling himself up and walking around. So he would literally be 13 months uh, old right now. What was mm-hmm. that? Um, 30th of May. So, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Um, 14 months ish. Yep, yep. Um, and so doing great as far as we can tell. It's a nice age once they start to get on to <coughs> three with the talking and the walking and all that sort of thing. They just start to become so much more fun to be around. And the one that I've really enjoyed, which I just expected they'd do from birth, actually. Like, you just you have this mental idea of what fatherhood's going to be like, of sitting up reading stories and mm. reading them to sleep at night and all that sort of thing. And uh, our kids didn't really start to get interested. You could read them a book, but they'd probably only concentrate for a page or two. Yep. Um, but they're just at the age now where I can really read them a story. Yep. And they're starting to ask questions about it. And yep. is that this person speaking? And it's just so much more engaging, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And same same experience with with Roy. Mm. Liam is just yeah, just turning pages and you know, read the two books. Mm. You know, put him into bed, sort of thing. So yeah, that's much more enjoyable with Roy now. Mm. Wanting to read, I want to read that book and. And you know, turn through the pages and and so forth. So, yeah, yeah. They recite it back to you. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm, it's, mm. It is amazing how their memory they can. It's crazy, isn't it? You know, you finish. I sort of I test. I finish mid sentence and let him finish it. Mm. You just go. That's amazing. like I couldn't remember this book. Yeah, well, I'll tell you if you miss bits. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't read that one. You yeah, go, you're trying to, trying to skip, rush skip through, through it. Get to be. <laughs> hey, hey. Correct. There you go. It wasn't only I thought it was just me. But no, 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 we all do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's that's the reason they do. Um, we do story time, or like probably most households, just just before bed. Mm. And um, one of the great things for literacy and learning is is having them because if if you, if if, if you're just asking questions that they answer yes or no, you're not really helping them improve with their language or the yep. literacy in, in any way at all. You have to phrase your questions that requires a, um, a thoughtful response from them. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, our kids will start dissecting books ad nauseum now. You know, is that what, what's that and what does that picture mean? And, and what they're really doing is just milking um, the More story time. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. But as a good parent... Correct. <laughs> Learning be, outcome. Really, yep. really quite conflicted. <laughs> that and go to bed but um yeah but um so how's the uh the breakup of of work at uh, at your place um do you um do you do, do you help out with the night nursing and it's like obviously you've got to go to work the next day and it sounds like pen's back at work as well so i guess it's um yeah you can't really use the excuse of well you know i've got to get a good night's sleep because i have to go to work so you get up and look after you know liam or, or correct. rory correct so uh, how, how does all that break down at your place um, so we're reasonably uh, well structured in how we approach things. Mm-hmm. Um, Just take turns. Yeah, I mean the, the boys are pretty good, so we don't actually. There's not much night nursing going on. I think mm. Pen is naturally attuned to Liam's cry. I'm less attuned to it, it's, <laughs> and, and it was the same with Rory. So mm-hmm. um, you know whether that's you know genetically predisposed to, you know, I don't know, I'd be interested. Well, it's funny you bring it um, up because I don't think Suze has slept soundly since the kids were born three years ago. Yeah, I, I actually think it is just, it's genetically predetermined that the, mm. the female of the species is just programmed. Mm, on edge for it. To, right, um, whereas I'm programmed to the cat. <laughs> so I can hear the cat crying and Penn doesn't. Penn can sleep through the cat crying. 
right. uh, which is quite phenomenal. So mm-hmm. what I have found is lately, um, if Rory wakes up during the night, which he's starting to have kind of, not night terrors, but he's waking up at sort of the four to six hour mark of mm-hmm. his sleep, and he kind of, because he's now in a bed, mm-hmm. and he'll be up going, you know, for some unknown reason, some dream, mm-hmm. um, and I am... I am finding myself waking up for that. But other than that, we're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so there really isn't any separation of duties there, um, okay. really. Um, what about bath times and feeding times? And bath time we share, feeding time we share. So mm-hmm. um, in the morning, obviously, we're all up together. So yep. we're sort of in that hour window of all up, all having breakfast, all trying to get out the door, or mm-hmm. at least the kids. You know, Penn and I are probably not having breakfast as much at home, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. We just come into work and have breakfast, right? Yep, That's not sure. a problem. Yep. Um, and you don't want the kids to go, I don't want to go to school sort of thing. I don't want mm-hmm. to go to daycare, so we can mm-hmm. go, you know, the quicker you get out. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm reasonably flexible with work, so um, I can leave here at five on the dot to go pick the boys up. Um, but typically, Penn is, is coming with me. Mm-hmm. 90% of the time, we're, we're going together. Um, sometimes I'll have some functions where I won't be able to, so Penn will do come here, pick the car up, go pick up the boys. And then when the crazy hour, when we get home, so um, Penn will typically cook the boys whatever it is, heat something up or, or um, make something specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sorry, how are you finding their, um, their eating? Like, do they, um, do they eat a broad range of foods or are they pretty specific? Uh, reasonably yeah. broad, yeah. That's good. Um, so Penn's kind of keeps a mix of pre-cooked, you know, slow-cooked meals over the weekend, so, you know, chicken or, or beef or whatever. Um, that she can just, or bolognese, that she can just do quickly, a quick pasta. That's great. That's um, but she doesn't do that every night, so it's kind of sometimes we'll get home and Rory will say, I just want eggs and toast. Yep. Um, so, well, easy, eggs and toast. Yep. Um, and Liam kind of has a diverse, you know, range of bits and pieces that Penn tries to kind of put the boys through. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rory can have a bad day and say, I don't want to eat any of it, and sometimes he'll eat all of it. So, mm-hmm. um it's it's kind of yeah just when they're in the mess we eat, they they eat really well and yeah. other times they're just off their food yep so yeah. generally I'll hang around for the for the meals I'll help cleaning up um, get the bath ready um, I'm typically doing bath uh, most of the time although with two kids we're kind of both there all the time Roy's kind of self sufficient but Liam needs to be obviously helped um, and then it's a quick dry them off give them milk read <laughs> a couple of books and in the bed so we do I'd say we share eighty percent of the time apart from when I'm at various functions, which I try to kind of minimise at the moment. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So just backtracking a little bit, have you found, um, like you obviously had the sleep coach in, um, so she got you onto a regular schedule of uptimes and downtimes and all Correct. that sort of thing, and, and the baby's just locked into that Correct. and away you went. Correct. Mm. So uh, certainly with Liam, so, you know, he's up at anywhere between 5.30 and 6.30, depending on... You know, he might start making noise at 5.30, 5.45, mm-hmm. um, but we don't necessarily go in. He's got quite a dark room, so you can kind of let him just roll around for a bit mm-hmm. unless he gets distressed. Um, so he's generally, you know, latest out of bed at 6.30. Um, breakfast plays for a bit, and he's kind of in bed by 8.39 again for a morning nap. Um, this is when he's at home. When he's at daycare, I think it, it might shift a little bit if they can get him down or not. Um, up at sort of... 10, 10.30, sleeps through the day, has an afternoon nap um, anywhere between 2 and 3.30 mm-hmm. and then, you know, up till 6.30 at the latest sort of thing. So in bed by 6.30, sometimes 7 if things get pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, so now he's in enough of a routine that he mm-hmm. knows when it's bed because you're doing bath, milk, mm-hmm. book, bed. Exactly. As long as you're doing it within that sort of window, yep. you're not extending it over too long a, a 
period of time, he understands and he goes straight to sleep. So Yeah, we found that really worked really well for us as well. I mean, yep. with, with twins, you really don't have a choice but to, to have a schedule because you don't want one up, one down, which is what yep. we had for a little while and it was just... Crushing. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, we, we quickly got them in lockstep on a, on a schedule. Mm. And uh, look, you know, there's, there's a, uh, one of the first dads I spoke to, Devin, he's been using a method, or him and his wife have been using a method called gentle parenting, um, which is when the baby sets its own schedule. It sleeps mm. when it wants, eats when it wants, and they, they even put out a variety of food and they've weaned it onto solids. Um, well, the baby's weaned itself onto solids just by selecting it itself and all this thing. Whereas our kids were very much, okay, here comes the aeroplane and short of forcing it down their throat, <laughs> getting them to eat. Um, general parenting was never going to work for us just by virtue of the fact that we had twins. Yep. Um, but yeah, just, just as an individual myself, I find I'm healthier and I feel better if I'm, get, if I'm sleeping at the same time, waking at the same time, eating at the same time, yeah. uh, pooping at the same time. Yep. You know, it's Correct. Uh, that that's my feeling on it, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of debate over that. Yeah, um, I, I agree. There's a lot of debate, and I was fairly laissez-faire about things um, mm-hmm. anyway. I was happy to go with whatever Pen wanted to do without being, you know, if she was going to be a little bit too rigid, you know, I probably would have dialed it back a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you. I think routine, and certainly from, you know, our training that we do, um, and you know, Dev and Bates and all the boys, mm-hmm. um, routine is the is the number one way to get fit and healthy, right? Yeah. To maintain your lifestyle. Seems to be to me too. Is to is to be in a routine and so therefore you know it should apply to your, your kids as well. Yep. And think roll forward to school and study and, you know, school sport and all those sorts of things that they're gonna have to get into. Mm. Um, you know, picking a routine that's healthy for them and allows them to achieve what they want to achieve, I think makes sense. So Mm. Um, so, so what time sort of final bed down at your house? Yeah, between 6.30 and 7. We don't often go past 7 unless there's been a, a function on in the afternoon and, mm-hmm. and patterns have been... So even yesterday we had, a, we had a family lunch and so the boys were late. We were late getting home, so Liam didn't have an afternoon nap. Mm-hmm. We tried, but he just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an afternoon nap, not a problem on the couch. <laughs> God bless you. I'm terrified of when the time comes to the kids because you hear about by three or four, they start not wanting to nap in the middle of the day, and I'm not looking forward to that. Oh, Rory, doesn't, Rory doesn't nap anymore. Rory Rory's hasn't napped for almost a year. No way. Yeah. Um, so what do you do? Quite you're just, challenging. You're just on deck all day. Yeah, you tr- we try to do quiet time. So, right. um, you know, sit down, read a book. Um, lately, it's been. You know, Buzz Lightyear or Lightning McQueen or something like that for an hour. Mm-hmm. We try to cap it at an hour so he's not watching a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that's when I get my quiet time on the couch just to, yeah. you know, yeah. chill out with him and um, and fall asleep. So mm-hmm. that was nice after a bottle of wine at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So generally, I think last night it was probably a little bit earlier. So it it, it can sometimes be later if he would have had that afternoon nap. Mm-hmm. Um, lamb that is, but typically six thirty seven is is what we aim for, and that'd be ninety five percent of the time. I'd suggest. Yeah, the TV is a um, a tough one, isn't it? I mean, it's just it's such an easy way to find a bit of peace for yourself. But um, yeah, we we give our kids about about the same about an hour of TV, and mm-hmm. the after the moment they're just hooked on Bluey, and before that it was Peppa Pig. Um, but yeah, that was our, our little moment to actually you know get dinner prepped, to have a little drink and a chat amongst ourselves. Yep. yep. But it's just so easy to, um, to, you know, I could totally understand the attraction if you're a, a single mom at home with, you know, looking after kids 24-7 mm. and you desperately want to get some work done yourself to just chuck on the TV and distract the kids. Mm. Um, or single dad. So, I mean, or single dad, single mum or single dad, yeah. yeah it's, you know, it's, where Penn might be out, 
and you're trying to handle the two and I'm obviously less experienced at that so mm. um, you know get frustrated with it I find I will get frustrated with it a lot quicker mm-hmm. for he's not you know playing ball with me while I'm trying yeah. to manage Liam they'll bang turn the TV on and just go over there buddy and just chill out mm. while I try and handle this so yep. um, but yeah I mean it, it is funny you say Pepper Bluey you know we could probably list the five shows <laughs> that our kids have all watched yeah. the last five shows and I mm-hmm. reckon it all be the same. Probably. Pepper, yeah. Thomas, Bluey. <laughs> when they're all there, that's, you can't get them to change either. And Correct. once they do change, you can't get them to go back. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they do um, like PJ Mask is the latest one, apparently, that, uh, that Rory's loving. I don't know how he came across it, but yeah, ABC iView is just a, a wonderful Isn't it? A resource. What, what did kids do before streaming television? <laughs> I no idea. I mean, we um, went, went and stayed at my father's place, and uh, he's got Foxtel, Platinum Package, fantastic, you know. But it's not on demand, and uh, yeah, sit him down in front of you and say, "Well, you know, we're going to get. You know, do you want to watch some TV? Okay, put on Bluey." It's like, well, it doesn't work like that. It's it's what's on. Mm. You know, they're just horrified. So yeah, actually, just just touching on playing with the kids. I don't know about you, but um, I'm always conflicted. Like I love my kids and I want to spend time with them, um, but if I try and sit down and play with them on the floor for five minutes, that's about the limit of my concentration span. I have to do something with them if I'm going to spend time with them. I have to take them to a park or go somewhere or be doing something. Yep. Um, do you have the patience to just sit and play blocks with them for hours on end? Um, my initial reaction was exactly what, what you had just said, that, that I, I want to go out and do something with them. Mm. But I've found that actually watching um, Liam, maybe I didn't spend as much time with Rory, I, I can't actually recall, but I'm really enjoying watching Liam just play with the blocks and we, we've got a, a dedicated playroom um, at the new house um, and just watching him sort of crawl around and, and find and interact with bits and pieces is actually quite interesting so I, I, I have found myself sitting there for an hour just watching him do that and just you know interacting with him on a certain thing what about this buddy and he'll come over and interact with that and then go off and do his own thing and it's that's been kind of cool mm-hmm. um, whereas with Rory I do find um, I will get frustrated and go no no we've got to go kick the ball or we've got to go hang off the rings or, or, or do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's much more engaging in that. I think it's it's working. So it's um, it'll be interesting to see how I go with Liam in the next couple of years. Maybe I learnt from Rory and just can't remember because uh, I do remember being impatient mm. and not being able to spend longer than five or ten minutes and just go, well, like, this is going nowhere. We need to do something and, and create something. But um, mm. I think I'm actually realising that they get there in their own time and, and, um, and just watching Liam do that. For instance, he loves knocking down if we've got these boxes and if I put these like ten nine eight seven six five four three two one hungry caterpillar boxes that mm-hmm. stack within each other, if you stack them on top of each other, you start doing it and he'll make a beeline for you to knock them down. <laughs> Where he learned that, I have no idea, but yeah. it's just his his instinct is to knock it down, not build it up. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rory was the opposite. Rory was he would try and stack them all up on top of each other. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting in a couple of years' time when <laughs> one's a builder, <laughs> one's, one's a, a destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it going really smoothly for you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's, it, is, um, it is interesting that stepping back and paying a little bit more attention and seeing the differences between them that I hadn't noticed. It's funny you mentioned that as well, that they, um, you know, especially with twins, because they're, they're identical twins, same yeah. DNA, same upbringing, same food, same mm-hmm. everything, but totally different people. Yeah. I mean, you know, as much as we like to take credit... Um, for, for our children, you know, I, th- I think your cards are marked a little bit when you're born yeah. to, to who you are. Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, hopefully neither will turn out to be an axe murderer. <laughs> um, so how are you finding fatherhood in general? Are you loving it? Are you finding it a chore? Is it everything you imagined? Is it different to how you imagined? Um, 
in summary, I love it. Uh, there would be chores within that. There would be moments of frustration, and but I think you know. Once you realise that everyone is experiencing the same thing, that you're not a bad father or a good father, you're a father. Mm. And you, you're as good as you are. Um, and you don't measure yourself by anyone else, then, um, you know, all you can focus on is the relationship you have with your wife and your, or your partner and your, and your kids. Um, so I think in general I love it. It's, you know, did I have any expectations? Probably not. I, I, really? I probably just assumed... You know, it would come naturally, mm-hmm. um, and there was no there was no studying I could do. There was no. But did you know. did you imagine? I mean, especially when the second one came along. I mean, it's it's a lot more hands on. Like obviously, Mum can't do it all by herself. Did you find you were doing more mothering than perhaps you expected to do, or is it um, is it as you imagine? About about the same, I would have thought. No, okay. no, no more or no less. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, probably less to be honest. Okay. Um, and that could just be a virtue of of Pen just being. Um, really good and really independent um and so not needing as much of me as uh as i probably expected mm-hmm. um which is a testament to her mm. um not saying she's better or worse than anyone that was just you know she's kind of to the exclusion of me <laughs> you can handle yourself sean i'll look after the kids okay um not that she said that but but i have it's observed <laughs> that she's she's you know capable and and relaxed about it and, and so then um, I step in when, when she needs a hand and when she doesn't, it's all good. So, yeah, I think in summary, I mean, I just love watching the boys together and mm. watching them develop and go through their phases of no dad, not you, and then the next week it's dad, dad, you're the only one that can read me a book or put me to bed or do this or do that. So, mm. um, yeah, I highly recommend to to anyone. I mean, and I've been saying to, you know, over the years to many people, you know, since I had Rory, like, get on with it, do not waste time. Like, mm, it goes know, quickly, doesn't it? It goes quickly and before you know it. So mm. you know, get on with it, enjoy it. Um, it'll change your life for the better. Speaking, yeah, 100%, mate. Yeah, it does just flash by. And even the, the growing up of them, like, you know, I, used to it when I used to notice it when our friends had kids. I didn't see them for a little while and you come back and, you know, little Johnny was four years old now and the last mm. time I saw him was one to just blow me away mm. how much they change. At times sort of stand still a little bit more mm. when you're an adult. So, yeah, you just get on with it. Crank them out. <laughs> Absolutely. The world needs more taxpayers, as I like to say. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> We're not getting any younger. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there a favourite part of fatherhood? What's your favourite favourite part about being a dad? Hugs and kisses, mate. Oh, Hugs yeah. And kisses. Amen. Yeah. Um, you know, the the uh, Liam's not quite. Liam's much more huggy than Rory was as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rory does make an effort now to. You know, just give me a hug and kiss before I go, buddy. Yeah. And, you know, the running around, you know, down the hallway as you're either leaving or coming home mm-hmm. is absolutely my favourite part of the day. <laughs> That's one, one thing I'm just revelling in at the moment is the kids are getting bigger and Susan's finding it quite hard to pick them up now. Mm. Um, so they really come to Daddy for the hugs yeah. if they want the big bear. Daddy can <laughs> squat more than Mum. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm really trying to crank it up at the gym so I can uh, maintain the hugs for as long as yeah, I can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love those hugs. Anyway, mate, look, is there anything else you want to um, touch on before I wrap up? No, mate. Well, maybe just a quick question for you. How are you finding... <laughs> Parenthood with the girls now because they're almost four, is that right? Yeah, they're three and a half now. Thank, yeah. thank, thank, thanks a lot for asking. Yeah, because I'm trying to make the things about me, more, more about the guy I'm talking to, but yeah, I'm loving it. They're, um, I gotta say, the first year was very challenging, mm-hmm. and um, 
I found it really hard and I had a lot of adjustments to becoming a father, mm. not being able to do what I wanted to do. You just get ingrained in you. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm an older parent, so I had a lot of years to form my own little habits mm. and um, doing things that I wanted to do. Um, but I'm at peace with all of that now. And, um, and look, once they hit that three and they're walking and talking and starting to hang out with you, like I took them to the gym on Saturday morning and that's the first time I've, I've taken them with me yeah, someplace. Wow. Wow. I, f- I absolutely loved it. I was yep. so proud to have them with me. Yep. And I really felt like I was showing them off a little bit. Well, hey. If I'm honest. They're our biggest accomplishment, right? They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, they're um, the only thing that gets left behind, right, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Your, your career, you know, everything you might have produced. You know, what, what is your legacy? Mm-hmm. It's your DNA. Yeah. Your DNA is your right. only true legacy. But I loved it. And uh, look, I want to start, um, I don't want to book the nanny on Saturday mornings because she phoned in sick. So um, that, that it, was a, right. it was either, I said, look, I'm going to take him to the gym with me. You know, blah, yeah. Because normally I wouldn't. I just forego, I automatically think, well, I'll forego what I want to do and I'll look after the kids. I'll take them to the park and blah, blah, blah. I thought, no, mm. no, you can come and hang out with dad. You mm. know? And they were wrapped. They really wanted to do it. Yep. And uh, I couldn't have been more thrilled to do it. So, yeah, I want to cancel the nanny on Saturday mornings now. It was, it was, it was, I really loved it. It was yeah. great fun. So, yeah, I'm loving it now. I'm really, great. really enjoying fatherhood and, and they're great little, little, little kids. They're good yeah. fun. Cool. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, thanks for this, and good luck with the uh, with the rest of the podcast. My pleasure. Thanks very much for uh, being on board. No worries. Cheers. Cheers. So there you go. Super Dad Shawno and his little boys, Rory and Liam. Hope you enjoyed their story. As always, if you have any questions, please send me a comment, and I'd be only too happy to follow it up for you. Otherwise, bye for now.